My name is Patch, and we are back on the regular show this evening. Rich is with me as always. Rich, you're in your kitchen. In the kitchen, mate. As the the studio, the Free Peeps Rich Brand Studio, I call it. So yeah. But update of last week's or last time, I have got the wheels in motion for a garden room now. Excellent. It's been agreed, and the third week in May, it should start being built. So wow. Okay, this is impressive. Um, this space. Well, I, I've um, I've brought in someone else to the podcast this evening who has actually got a fully built garden room, and that is Tom Bircham. Tom, how are you, sir? Evening, all very well. I actually, I'm actually sat in it now. Sat in the Look garden room. Right Looks lovely. So uh, I don't know if you want to compare notes, but uh, Tommy, how did you go about designing your garden room? It's at the bottom of the garden, so it, because of because of where our house is situated. Uh, it's not a, it's not a, not like a rectangle. The bottom of the garden is like a triangle shape. So we had to have a bit of a weird shape. So uh, we, we were going for a wooden one, like a summer house. And funny enough, your other guest uh, this evening talked me out of it and said to get like a proper, you know, uh, yeah, proper insulated. Well, Danny, Tommy, do you want to, do you want to introduce the, the, the fourth leg of this podcast this evening? Yeah, sure. It's my, uh, officially my stepbrother-in-law, Merv. <laughs> Hi, okay. Hello, Merv. Yeah, Hello. So I, I think uh, the, the short answer to Tom's question then was he didn't have nothing to do with it. It was his wife who planned it. <laughs> and, uh, he just paid for it. <laughs> she planned it. Merv advised us on what to do with it. And then, uh, yeah, we went from there. Wicked, though. Wicked. Such a good idea. Such a good thing to get. Yeah, well, I, I'm sat in my in my garage, which is uh, was converted into uh, a room, an office, a man cave, a cinema room, whatever you want to call it. It's basically a TV, a desk, and a computer. Um, but it's insulated. I've got a little little heater down here, and it's changed. It's changed my life, if I'm honest, because I've been working from home since March, uh, and until December, I was on the kitchen table with uh, kids running around and. Lots of distractions for it's like for you're me single again, isn't it, Patch? Like you're a single yeah, man again. Exactly. It's a new <laughs> new lease of life. Um yeah, but um, same for me. Have you, still, have you still got the pole? Yeah. Have you still got the pole in the corner? Yeah, the poles you can't just can't see that, it's just out of shot. Um, but uh yeah, no, it's in all seriousness, it has been an absolute dream. And Tommy, I bet you're finding that as well. Mate, transform lockdown because I've got a little gym area, got a TV in there with Sky Sports. Yeah, it's uh it's a, it's another living room to escape to. Yeah. So, Rich, what 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 are your plans? Are you just sort of getting a shell and then working out what you do with it thereafter? No, it's it's proper. They're doing it all. They're doing obviously putting the the plugs in the USB points, the insulation, the kind of obviously, mate. It's costing fifteen grand. So this is like everything basically. Okay. So nice. Uh, it well, can't nice. wait! Uh, can't wait to frequent that one. Me too. Uh, we'll, we'll have a we'll have a, a man cave off at some point and yeah. see uh, see where we go. We'll yeah, I, would, I would give you a, a, a virtural tour, but I don't, not ideal really, is it for an uh, audio podcast? No, no, not at all. Um, it would be lost on this. Uh, so let's just do a little bit of um, a little bit of to and fro in before we get into uh, what Merv is all about this evening. So um, I just want to say uh, bad luck to Bristol City women who today lost in the Conti Cup <laughs> final. Uh, they were actually uh, they it was a great game on um, on Monday in the league against Reading on International Women's Day, which we actually did a podcast about. 
um, and they won 3-2 on that one, played amazingly well, was really impressed, thought they were um, had a chance, but on, unfortunately Chelsea, top of the women's league, were uh, were far, far superior, and uh, and, and it was actually 6-0, but um, they've actually raised the profile of women's football in Bristol, so I think that's the, that's the uh, objective achieved there, but um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. Um, also, the, uh, the the return to winning ways for Bristol City. Rich, did you catch the game on Saturday? No. <laughs> I, went, I went for a walk patch. I got caught in the house stones and everything. But it's funny because I went for a walk the same place I went for when we beat Swansea away. So maybe I should go there every time we play away. Just go for the, the same walk. I, I saw the goals, yeah. Should. Good goals. I, I, was, I was quite confident we might uh, beat Birmingham because obviously going for a bit of a... It's 3-0, isn't it? 3-0, yeah. yeah. They, were, pre- they were pretty poor, to be fair. So that's three away games and nine goals scored. Yeah, not so bad, is obviously it? Obviously, our away form is amazing. Getting away season ticket next season, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Are going to go on a run, sneak the playoffs? No, it's not. too late now. Don't too want it, mate. Now. I think we've uh, we've we've blown that now. So um, all on to next season, build for next season. Start um, from scratch. I went along the ring road by your house. What the hell's going on there? Well, have you not seen it? It's well, quite... I've, I've seen it going on for ages, but it just seems to be going on and on and on. Well, yeah, yeah. And it will carry on until about August, I think. It's called, it's called a throughabout. So it's a roundabout. Oh, it it's a roundabout oh, of a ring road going through the middle of it. So it's not like they're in a bridge or a tunnel or anything like that. It just, it, it, well, there is actually a, a kind of a animation video on the South Russia website. You can look at it, see how it, how it works. Well, I, am, I, I wanted you to visualize it for me. So I'm driving along the ring road and I'm coming up to the roundabout that I would usually turn off to come to your house. Yes. Uh, which is the one before Asda for, for those uh, listeners who don't Braxel, know where, where Rich lives. Um, so what happens now? I'm driving well, along. If, if you want to go straight across, you then you stick to the two inside lanes. Right. If you want to shoot off left... You obviously go in the left lane and just and just come off as normal. Okay. But it like it allows obviously people that are accessing the roundabout. So not necessarily they can at least come halfway out. Usually, obviously, if you coming up Raxall Hill and you want to go across it to say go across to Cock Road, mm. you kind of just got to keep waiting as cars okay. shoot across. Yeah. So I can't can, go right then. I, I won't be able to go up Cock you Road. You can go. Yeah, you can go straight across. You can still go the four different ways, but you obviously come out. You have to wait at some traffic lights while the middle lanes shoot across. Mm. Then obviously at some point there, the lights will go red for them to stop oh, okay. them going straight across. And that's, but it just allows like constant movement rather than just be sat there waiting for all these cars and you never get a yeah. chance to pull out. It's one of the few runabouts without traffic lights at all, isn't it? So, yeah, I think there's been a number of accidents there in the past as well. I know my mum had one a few few years ago. So it's, uh, I think, an accident black spot as well. Yeah, but they, they drive on there like to pricks, to be honest, because... Is the, is the only Swearing. stretch of I'm allowed. Um, is the only stretch of ring road as well with houses directly on the back of it, so there should be at least speed cameras there, mm. uh, even even fake ones as a deterrent because you get the pricks with their popping engines again. Well, and if you've got a car that you need to have false uh, kind of exhaust on it to go, or Tommy's got one of them, or you take the label off it so you can't see what make a car it is. It must be shit, right? Three. So if your car if your car don't sound good as it is, it is a shit car and it's a little bubble. And again. Yeah, but what's all this popping about? Who's, who wants to hear that? <laughs> it's like gunfire as a car goes past you. Okay, right. Thanks for that, Rich. Uh right, words. so yeah, so South Gloucester Council is listening. Uh speed cameras there, please. Okay. Well, thanks very much. Um 
touch on Murray Walker passed away, Rich. I don't know if you're a big uh, Formula One fan, but I was back in the day when it was Murray Walker's time. Um, but so uh, I think he had a good innings, 97, I think. 97, very good innings. Uh, I know who he is, obviously, but no, I find Formula One most the most boring sport ever. Yeah, but it, it wasn't when he was doing it so much. It was like, you people know, just watch it for the, people just watch it for the crashes, don't they? Uh, yeah, in a sense. Yeah. If they did, if they did a race, say at the end of the season, where everyone had the same car, it's like it's like doing the hundred meter sprint in the Olympics with one bloke wearing spikes and one one bloke wearing wellies because he can't afford spikes. And it should be like a Renault Megane or something, shouldn't it? Yeah, well, have a level playing field. Yeah. And also, okay. let's say Monaco, right? Monaco, the most famous, one of the most famous Grand Prix. There's no you can't you can't ever take, can you? So once you're there, you're stuck. Mm. Must just do must just do one lap. Okay, thanks for that insight, Rich. Um, moving on, uh, I just want to report I had a good experience today. We were looking to to. Are we saying good luck to? Are we saying congratulations to Lee Johnson for uh, winning what? his first trophy at Sunderland? Or? You can if if you want to. Do you want to just say did. that? Oh, you did. Yeah, congratulations well. to Lee yeah, Johnson. Thanks. Just um, let me get this in. Um, so okay. I was looking for something different today uh, in terms of, you know, not not a drive through McDonald's or something. So I, I did a click and collect at Wagamama's on the triangle. Um, and I have to say, from order to collection and, and eating, it was first class. The only thing that I think they could improve on is the price. It's still a little bit toppy. Um, so yeah, if you could just maybe you know, put a 25% three peeps code or something, we can get a little bit cheaper would be nice, but, uh, yeah, highly recommend it just for a little bit of a treat. Drive yeah, Lucia, to Wagamama's. Lucia loves all. That's the first place Lucia wants to go to when they open again is Wagamama's. Well, it's open now. I've just told you, you can do yeah, it. Yeah, but collect. just sit, yeah, sit in. Right. And then we went and sat up on the downs actually and, uh, and, uh, at it. So, um, cold, cold today. well, in a car, just got out. Got out, had a picture by with the bridge and Ashton Gate in the background, got blown away and uh, hey, what in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does go on. Um, right. Okay. So let's get to uh, to to Merv. Merv, welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, tell us tell us a little bit about your quest. I've seen you on Points West. I've seen you all over the place dressed dressed in your astronaut outfit. Just give us the give us the backstory and tell us what's coming up. Um Basically, yeah, I've had a, I've had, lucky enough to have a bit of press coverage at the moment. Um, I've, I've come up with a charity challenge that's uh, spanning over a period of six months and is covering a distance to the moon and back. Uh, the challenge is called Love You to the Moon and Back. The actual distance to the moon and back is 477,710 miles. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not covering that. Um, lucky enough, with the help of my um, seven and nine year old, um, I was able to kind of come up with a formula that was a bit more workable. So we're going to, I'm going to cover 9,554 miles or in six months, but I'm also asking everyone or anyone who's willing to, to, to help me out and cover that distance. So one mile on earth is raises one pound and it, which it equals 50 space miles. And that distance gets us to the moon and back. Wow, that is incredible, and, and fair play to you for that. And and what what charity are you raising this money for? Is uh, is 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 the money? The pot at the end is going to be split between four charities. Um, uh, two are very close to me. Uh, well, actually, all four are close to me. Um, which is the Aplastic Anemia Trust, uh, the British Heart Foundation, Sands, and the JHF, which is the Jack Hazeldean Foundation. Wow. Okay. That's excellent. Um, and you say there are two, two in particular really close to you. Do you, are you. Are you 
happy to go into to read. Yeah, yeah, as much, I, can, I can give you as much, I can I can talk and talk and talk. So uh, yeah, I can the, give you as the, much detail about anything. So. The beauty of this podcast is we can just go on all night if we want to, but uh, we generally try and keep it to an hour. So yeah, I think it just sure. a, a bit of the backstory would be would be great for the listeners. Yeah, sure. Um, back in two thousand and seven, I was diagnosed with aplastic anemia, which is a, a rare bone marrow failing disease. Luckily enough, you know, I had um, I had treatment which didn't work, but then I ended up having a bone marrow transplant that did. That's why I've chosen one of these charities. Um, the British Heart Foundation, I've chosen because my third son um, is currently, uh, you know, got some a heart condition that they're working on um, and he will be fixed. But that's why I've chosen the British Heart Foundation. Um, the Jack Hazley Foundation um, is, a, is a youth engagement charity. Um, who's got an incredible mission to inspire and empower uh, children and young people. And I and I learned a lot about that charity in the last year or two. And it's, it's something I really do believe in. Um, and also is SANS, which is, uh, you know, obviously for, for um, anyone supporting anyone affected by uh, the death of a child and making sure they get the, uh, the services they, they deserve whilst going through it and after. Uh, well, fair play to you, mate. Absolutely, you know. Top drawer. And tell us a little bit about, so you've got other people involved in running this 9554. Um, and are they all dressing up as well? I seem to see, I've seen Tommy dressed as, uh, well, I've seen him dressed as lots of things, but in particular, uh, Woody from Toy Story recently and doing a bit of running. Is is, is there a fancy dress theme? Uh, there's, there's several ways people can get involved. Um, so I thought, obviously, if I'm going to preach to people that I'm going to the moon and back, um that obviously i need to dress as a spaceman so that was a no-brainer for me i you know after a few beers i went on to amazon and bought an <laughs> astronaut suit it's a little bit too small so um so yeah so I'm, I'm running every mile or covering every mile um in my astronaut suit and if anyone wants to dress up and cover their miles as well then you know it's it's completely it's very serious as in we're raising money for four charities that um, unfortunately services are being used all day every day but it's also about having lots of fun whilst doing it so we've kind of you know i've kind of you i've got a couple of friends um who i've able to you know within restrictions been able to meet up and do a little bit of filming and stuff like that and you know tom's one i didn't really have to ask him to to dress up as woody he kind of Ask me, um, and I've got a cu- and I've got a couple of people like you know who've made Rex their own now, and Mr. Potato Head. He's very proud of his costume and stuff. So you know, it, it, can people dress up? Abs- absolutely, is about fun, and yes, yeah, it should it should be good. And I think if you see someone dressed up as Woody or an astronaut running around and talking, uh, running around the streets, you, you're probably going to stop and ask them why they're doing it. And, and I think that would be a great way to get you, get the message across and and get your cap in hand and, and start collecting in some dough. Tom, uh, tell us a little bit about your journey as Woody. How many miles have you covered so far? Um, it's been a bit of a slow start, I won't lie. I've, uh, I've, I've done three runs. <laughs> okay. That's in probably three weeks. So we What's that? A mile in total then, or? Uh, 11 miles. Not bad. Not bad at all. Excellent. And um, so if someone's listening, like Rich, for example, and, and it thinks, I'll tell you what, I'll dress up and I'll go for a run. How would they register those miles with you and to try and build that number? Uh, so there's, right, the most simplest way I can explain it, and hopefully it comes across as very simple, um, is... If anyone wants to join in or donate or anything, 
there's three ways. One is they, they can become an astronaut and join the elite crew section on the website. By doing that, they log on to loveyoutothemoonandback.org or go to Facebook, uh, Love You To The Moon And Back, and they join up as astronauts. They pay £15 donation, which gets them a starter pack, including a T-shirt. And then they have to pledge to cover in any way possible. So that's walking with your kids, walking to school, cycling, playing golf. Um, they need to cover a minimum of 100 miles, which equals £100. Um, and that's to become an astronaut. And then the other way is to become a passenger, which they can just click on and donate. Someone can go for a five mile run and donate five pound. Someone can have a cake sale and whatever they raise, they can donate it. So hopefully it's a challenge that anybody in any capacity can get involved in and just have some fun. And hopefully over the months, it's, it started on the 1st of March. It ends on the 31st of August. And I'm hoping, you know, come May and June when restrictions are, uh, you know, are, uh, are, there's much less restrictions. People can meet up in groups, go for runs, have barbecues. We can walk to the pub, clock that as a mile and have a few beers in the beer garden. It's just, you know, it's raise, doing a little bit just to raise some money, but also having lots of fun. Am I right in assuming we're going we're gonna to do a run or two in our uh, outfits? Oh, yeah, yeah. Without doubt, you know, you, you, I'm clocking up the mileage as we speak. So as soon as you fancy, honestly, as soon as you fancy going for a run, mate, then it'll be, I'll give Mr. Potato Head a shout and Rex to come along and we'll, <laughs> we'll bang a few miles out. I, I'm actually, I'm looking for a ham and I'm looking for a slinky dog, which is a two-part costume. So if anyone does want to, um, you know, volunteer then you know we can we can talk about it i'll even buy the costume for them so wow that's awesome <laughs> uh, are you, have you got a target in mind or is it just literally raise as much it, money as you can yeah it, i it's nine i because it's nine thousand five hundred and fifty four miles i rounded it off to ten thousand pounds um but i'm hoping it's gonna it's gonna absolutely blow through that I, at the moment i've checked the donation page earlier in case you did ask and it, i think we've it's nearly eight and a half thousand, I think. So, oh, wow. yeah. So, it's, and if I think if everyone, everyone who's pledged so far, we've got today, up until today, I've got 108 astronauts who have decided to join. And if they, if they did actually raise everything that they say they're going to raise, which they're not held accountable to at all, mm. it's just the best effort thing. But I think we're looking in, you know, the, uh, you know, 26, 27,000, if, if they raise that, but as I said, it's, it's just the best effort and it's just having fun. If someone can raise 10 pound, then that's incredible and very grateful. So. Well, and you've got a good five months left to go. Rich, what are you thinking of this? <laughs> well, first of all, I'm thinking that you are wearing Woody's shirt at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> Don't really work on the, this yeah. audio podcast, but I've been doing a lot of cycling. So I get back to, so if I want to, I do a lot of cycling weekends. I'm usually getting 30 miles a, on a weekend. So I spend 15 quid a starter pack, yeah. And what? Yeah. And then, I, and then I get a sponsorship per month. Yeah. So for, for for you, if if you said now, Merv, I'm thinking about signing up and becoming an actual astronaut, then yes, you pay 15. You donate 15 pound onto the official GoFundMe page. Yeah. Then I would ask for your t-shirt size. I send you in the post a starter pack. And then in that process as well, you would also tell me your pledge. So you would say, I'm planning to cycle 100 miles in six months and I'll try my best to raise 100 pounds because every mile you cover 
is is what every mole you cover on Earth is one pound, um, and that equals fifty space miles. So a hundred a hundred pound pledge is five thousand. A uh, hundred miles covered on Earth is five thousand yeah. space miles. So yeah, that's that would kind of be that would kind of be your route, or you could be like, I'm going for a bike ride. I, and you know, I'm going to ask everyone. I'm going to tell everyone I'm cycling 20 miles, and whatever, whatever anyone donates, I'll put into the pot, and you know, we'll give you a big thank you and a shout out kind of thing. So there's no no pressure on anyone. Yeah, anyone can get involved. Just fun. Yeah, I'm up for that. I think. Yeah, so, like so, so you've got you've got to try and raise. You've got to get a hundred pound sponsorship from other people. Rich, yeah, I think yeah. Is the message? Yeah, yeah. 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 If, the, if, if, he, if he signs up as an astronaut, yeah, yeah, I'll be doing that. I think. Yeah, awesome. Obviously. I got a great cycling anyway, and obviously it's for a good cause. Well, amazing cause, really. So, I might come out with you because um, I'm currently at a secret location in Bristol. I've got a team of high-tech engineers working on uh, something called Rocket Bike, where I'm converting an old racer into, uh, <laughs> the, you know, the best effort rocket that we can. So unless, unless NASA put a late offer in for it, then <laughs> I'm going to be, then I'll come out riding with you, mate. If, well, if it's, if it's deemed safe. Yeah, so. we, no, when we go cycling, it is like, you know, last of the summer wine. This isn't, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't Chris Borbman material. This is like Clegg, Foggy and Bloody Compo. That, that, sounds, so. that, that sounds absolutely perfect because at the moment, this rocket's the size of, was well, bigger than a mini. So, <laughs> so. You, Will it get down the cycle track, Rich? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it'd be quite handy actually, getting rid of all the dog walkers and things like that. Just, just play through. You need, a, you need one of those big horns on it as well, I think. Get them out, get them well, out get, of the way. Get like a plow on the front, which so is like pushes yeah. people to the side. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, and, and similarly, there's lots of obviously people working from home in it, at the minute, Merv, and we're, we're encouraging, my company are encouraging people to get out and do walking meetings. So we've been trying to do like step challenges and all that sort of stuff. Um, so there's plenty of people that must be listening now that that uh, need a good, need an excuse more than fresh air and you know mental health help um, that you can add some pounds onto this as well. So if you're listening and I want to get involved, whether it's walking, cycling, or running, uh, then uh, obviously we'll put the link on our Facebook page and on our Twitter at three p i a p c. Um, and just three peeps in a podcast on 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 Facebook, but uh, yeah, Merv, it's absolutely fantastic, and uh, I, I think you're well on your way already, and I, I can see you, I can see you smashing that target. Thank you. Yeah, I hope so, mate. I hope so. Yeah, brilliant. So, Tommy, coming back to you, you uh, you've been on the podcast several times, as in in number of number of capacities. Uh, so, it's been a it's been a while actually. It's been a, it's been a couple of years. How's how's life treated you? Good, mate. Um. I think the last time we came on uh, was with Matt Horan, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a good three or four years ago. I oh, think was, yeah. that was before his. That was before you hit the hit the dizzy heights of the Tailenders podcast. I think. Yeah. Is this the one at uh, the Meze in Downham? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. since then, mate, I've had. Uh, I've probably moved out and had two babies. I think. Yeah. Well, I've <laughs> seen you since, but the listeners obviously haven't heard much from you. Yeah, not not loads of change really. Um, yeah, had two babies, still in the same job. Got the garden, got the garden mm-hmm. house. Got the garden house, uh, <laughs> lost some hair, gained some hair. Yeah, uh, yeah not a lot really, mate. Not, not a huge amount to report. Brilliant. Ah, good stuff. All right, um, so Rich, we're going to go through some of our usual segments now. So uh, have you got a Rich's rant for us today? Rich's rant patches. Um, I don't know if I've seen Mr. Memo or anything, the South Gloucestershire kind of council memo, but 
there's a sudden lack of picking up your dog poo going on. <laughs> uh, and I've noticed this more and more when I go for my lunchtime walks. I, no, you never used to know. I had to think back to the 70s when you used to see it on the, on the pavements. But now it just seems to be a lot more cropping up. It used to be, it used to be the given right. I don't know if it's because... Cropping up. It, well, I guess people having lockdown, obviously dogs are now a popular thing. That's a, bit of, that's a bit of the prices for the roof for a start. But yeah, there seems to be a lot of dog shit around. <laughs> Willy nilly. Talking of dog poo, um, when we were little, we used to see loads of white dog poo, didn't you? Where's that yeah. gone? I think that yeah, must, must be a dog diet thing. Maybe the brand of dog food back then was like a not, I don't know. But yeah, people associate white dog poo with the 70s, don't they? Or like 80s in your case. Well, you, 80s, right? yeah, yeah, we started it in the 70s, but uh, <laughs> it died out in the 80s. <laughs> What I've seen a lot of, Rich, in terms of litter, bugs, is the old face masks seem to be cropping up yeah. a lot. Um, and one of my rumour dooms, uh, going back a few a few episodes, was those little silver canisters as well. They're, oh, see they're them. everywhere. Yeah, I see them. Absolutely where, where everywhere. Where did I see those recently? And often, see... like clumps of them. Yeah, that's because well, that's all the youth sit there and get their laughing gas down them and obviously just leave them there. Yeah. Yeah, I saw them in the lane recently when I was going for a walk. Not a lane as in a woman, a, a lane. Yeah, no, I, I understand. I was walking lane. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah dog well, poo. Uh, people aren't, people aren't, it's like, obviously people haven't stopped doing it. People who used to do it still do it. It must be new dog owners who don't seem to know the protocol the of owning the, the, the dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's f- sufficient amount of bins around. Uh, bins. Obviously there's no excuse because obviously you see bins like down on the harbour side that are overflowing and people just sort of place their Balance coffee, coffee cup up against the bin and they think that's okay. Um, so yeah, you've got, you're happy with the number of bins available, Rich? Yeah, but, um, oh yeah, there's plenty of bins around. I mean, I didn't count them. I'm not a bin spotter, but. If you um, could, if you could. What? If I just, could count them? Yeah, just count them. Just make sure there is enough per yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll capita. Do a, I'll do a Venn diagram for next time. Yeah, please. Like, be like litter bins, dog bins and ones that incorporate both litter bugs but my rumor doom is going to incorporate dog shit picking upping okay uh (laughs) what pooper scoopers no i don't want to ruin it because you might steal it okay well i won't because i got plenty of good ones myself yeah it might usually happen yours just made up well not on this occasion um okay so yeah you've mentioned room of doom there rich and merv i hope you've been briefed by by tom because uh, Room of Doom was was from the very first episode. This is episode 151. So we've had several Room of Doom entries. Um, and this is something that annoys you. So it's a little bit like Room 101 for those people who have seen that before. But uh, yeah, we just called it something different. Well, have you noticed that stopped being on the telly? I reckon they've got, they obviously know ours is better. So they stopped Has making it? it. Okay. Yeah, well, I hadn't noticed that, but... Um, that's, that's why you haven't seen it. And I, I messaged Rich earlier saying, uh, is it time to, to change things up and and have uh, the room in bloom and come up with positive things and things that make us smile? But we couldn't think of anything that made us smile, so we thought we'll drop back to the room of doom. <laughs> Isn't it, Rich? Well, it's better. Yeah, I can't, well, I can't think of anything that makes me <laughs> smile. But um, yeah, it'd be a very short... It'd be a short-lived game wouldn't it yeah absolutely okay so let's come on to to the room of doom um let's let our guest go first merv what uh what irks you <coughs> well a multitude of things to be honest so um I've, it's been very very hard tom did brief me yesterday um and i've just been 
absolutely loaded my onto my missus about everything that annoys me since. Um, so I'm gonna get. I got a couple written down, so I'm just gonna pick one. Um, is only one in it? Am I right? Am I understanding yeah, that right? Yeah, do one, and then we'll maybe we'll come back to you after. Uh, probably because it's happened recently um and this is just i don't i'm not knocking them at all but it's just a polite note to anyone working in takeaway outlets that i go to where i pick up deliveries or place orders i've got two boys uh one one likes sourcing his burgers the other likes um you know their burgers plain and stuff so for example when we're heading to mcdonald's or anything like that uh we go we get our order it's a big thing it's a family thing the kids are really excited we come back we sit at the table um, and I've asked for, you know, one cheeseburger meal um, with no sauce. And I've asked for one cheeseburger meal, just normal. And they both got sauce in. And it's just, it's just the, the, the people who are making those burgers up um, just don't understand the repercussions of just not, re- not reading that order properly. Because now I'm, I've driven back home. I've got kids that are hungry. I've got one that's crying. I've got the other one that's bragging because his meal's right. <laughs> and it causes all sorts of problems. So my moan is... Just could they just, you know, could people making up people's food orders just pay that little bit more attention, even if coming near the end of their shift? Could they just double check and stuff? Because as I said, when when I drive away with that meal bag, hell can be unleashed. If it, well, you haven't I, got time, you haven't got time to check it there and then, have you? No, no chance. I'm normally having an argument with the wife or one of the kids or one of the kids are exposing themselves to someone. So I just literally I've just I need to, you know, I need to get going and get home and get food down and the only reason I thought about this as well literally my mate yesterday uh, went to KFC come back big thing for him he loves his fast food and they forgot his gravy and it ruined his day it's just something as simple as that ruins his day because they didn't follow the order so that's all I'm asking that's my moan for the day so I'm gonna I'm gonna supplement yours um because I I had a couple written down as well but I think I can just get my irk out now um and that is when you're when they rush you when you're placing your order and they rush you anything else anything else anything else anything else and I'm, food, yeah. I'm like, just, I'll just, sorry, I'll just check in with my wife because we haven't had 20 minutes already in the queue to find out what she wants. Um, <laughs> so I said, just double checking what she wants. So, sorry, was there anything else? And, and they're just, they're just on at you all the time. It's, it happens in, in Costa drive through in McDonald's drive through And, you know, that's pretty much all we've got at the moment other than cooking for ourselves. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, they just, I know it's fast food, Rich, but just calm down. Yeah. Just, just. Just take the take the gas off a little bit. But Happy what customers? What I had recently with um, because my daughter has like in a chicken burger instead of the mayonnaise, she'll have ketchup. So yeah, if they're not, not going to check the order, then don't have don't have that as an option. But yeah, because but because we had that, we had to go and park in the car park in one of the waiting areas, and they weren't at Lumber Green. It is just full of delivery people in clapped out cars. They're parked everywhere. So. Yeah, the fact that the fact that she had something a little bit different from the the usual burger, they got stacked up like parts of them. We had to go and wait in the dodgy car park. Yeah, we've just delivered. Like I said, delivery people come come in, park anywhere, shooting off, get the deliverer out, screeching out. I'm not willing to be in that environment again. Yeah, and and, and usually the ones that have to wait because they used to do like grilled chicken salad, so like like a healthy option. And if you order a healthy option or something that people don't usually have. Then you have to wait for twenty minutes for it. Yeah, because it's not. Yeah, because it's not in the stockpile, is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, good stuff. Right, so that's. Uh, but talking one. Of, talking of that Lumber Green McDonald's, I don't know if you've been there. It's horrendous out there. It's, it's in the wrong location. 
Oh, in terms of like queues and cars. Yeah, they're and... queuing around the roundabouts. Then you've yeah. got delivery people waiting in one lane. So that cuts the two lane road down to one lane. It's horrendous. So I've what started. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, into... be wild and say, don't go out there, people. Stir, <laughs> stir, stir I, I, I've, I've started going to the one in fish ponds, Rich, because I'm probably equidistant between uh, the fish ponds one and the Longmore Green. Yeah. I could I could zoom to the Brisington one, I guess. Yeah. But, uh... um, and, and it's, it's, you know, very new that one. It's opposite Quick Fit in in fish ponds and uh, quite wide lanes. You haven't got a sort of breathe in every time you go around the corner like you have in Longmore Green and yeah, it's horrendous. You know, scrape your alloys or you know, dent the car. The roads that, weren't th- built for what they got at, why, at Longmore Green. Why have they got that big sort of pole that sticks out and you you have to sort of squeeze squeeze by it? What a strange place for a for a pole. It's it's asking for trouble. If you look on it, it's got paint scraped off of it where everyone's sort of had a had a good go at it, haven't they? I don't know what you mean. But um no. He knows what I mean. Merv knows what I mean. He's giggling away. Yeah, is that is that as soon as you're going into the drive through is that immediately on your left? Is you yeah. turn right? Yeah. 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 Very Is it very red strange. paint? Is it red paint? Because my truck is red. It is. <laughs> and and then on the other side, they've got three massive rocks just strategically placed just to to, to hit a car. Uh, also, also because people are queuing to get into that the drive through and then people want to get in the car park, they then try and get around the outside of the queue of the driving people. Just as someone else is trying to get out of the car park. So that causes a hell of a lot of shit as well. Round the outside, round the outside. Um, okay, let's come on to Tommy. Tommy, what have you got for us? Mate, can I be, I'm just going to be cheeky. I just want to reiterate, on, on, when I was on last time, my room of doom, I just want to just want to sort of remind everybody. Of okay, go on. Give us a highlight reel. Is the, is the zipper effect on a ring road. Are you on the ring road? Oh, oh. Mer- the merge in turn? Yeah, that. Yeah. What, oh, was, your, what was your God. view? I can't remember. Well, my had... view is there's two lanes. And it says you need to merge in 600 yards. Yeah. I merge in about 590 yards. All oh, right. Yeah. So that's good then. I don't 100%. merge right back here at 600. So I'm on the ring road yesterday and there's a queue on the right hand side lane, almost all the yeah. ring road and the left hand lane is empty. Yeah. And then and they get, get, get pissed as fuck or yeah, struggle. And you'll get people that. Yeah, they block you. Yeah, they, they, str- yeah, they straddle the lanes. Yeah. Like police oh, on the road. We had one whole episode called Merge in Turn where we okay, debated this okay. pretty much for an that hour. Was Bridget, in a pub. That was Bridge's fault, wasn't it? Yeah. Paul Bridgewood, friend of the show. Uh, we were in the, what pub was it in Hannah? The Maypole. Oh, the Maypole, yeah. Yeah, in the Maypole. And I got my, I, the, the, the discussion started and it might have come from the discussion that we had, Tom. Yeah. Um, and we just got, started this discussion and Bridgie was was very much the polar opposite view. Um, and I just thought, right, I'll just get my phone out, press record and off we went. Mind you, we are about seven or eight drinks in at this point. So uh, it was it was quite interesting. But um, yeah, have, have a listen back to that one in the archives. But I guess that's not your entry tonight, Tommy. It's not now. I just want to remind everybody. My, my little <laughs> one's He's upset by it. It's uh, <laughs> on the TV. If you adjust the volume, you've got to stop on 20 or 15 or 10. I just can't hack it when people stop on 19 and just leave the volume on number 19. I tell you, yeah, I tend to round it up. Like it could be a two, it could be a 12, it could be a 12, 14, 15. It'd never be a 17. Yeah. So it wouldn't ever be a, it wouldn't be a 21, would it? No, it wouldn't wouldn't be an odd number unless it was a five. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Well, my, I don't think I've got mine plugged into a soundbar and it just says optical and it just comes up optical when I go up and down. So I don't know what number I'm landing on, which 
you know, that might annoy you even more potentially because you don't know what number you're Not on. Not knowing's fine, but seeing it on 21, right. yeah. the volume, we'll put it down to 20, so it's nice and neat. Merv? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely an, an even man myself as well. Yeah, that, I don't understand how people can sit and put their feet up and watch them and can enjoy knowing it's on an odd number. It's, it's beyond me. Well, it's yes. like when you used to get up and you you would get up when it hit 7.05 and if it was 7.04, you'd you just go back yeah, to sleep because it, yeah. you've got one more minute to get till you get up. <laughs> I guess it's uh, on the, on those lines, but uh, yeah, Tommy, that are you are you OCD in any other ways that we should know about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Come a, on then, few few little things. Um, Rattle them off. So if I twitch my nose to the left, <laughs> right, I've then got to touch it to the right. <laughs> then because I've gone left right, I, I don't do this anymore. I then have to go right left. That is absolutely mental. I then might have to go down up. Because I've gone down up, I've got to go up, down. But I got rid of that. Like, yeah, I've had a few things like that. It's dark end tonight. Can you, I mean, that is something I've never heard before. So there's got to be more that are going to be equally amazing. What else you got for us? Do you put all your Coke cans in the fridge facing the right way? I would. Yeah, I, I probably would have. Yeah. My wife, Gemma, is the opposite to that. Mm. Actually, that could have been a, that would have been good rumor. Doom. I, yeah. I I actually put the I put, so we get a shopping delivered on a Sunday morning, um, and I actually take pleasure in putting it away because I know it'll be put away Neat. in a semi-structured way, other oh, than just put everything back in the same place. Yeah, yeah. Yogurts on the bottom tray with with oh, yeah, yeah. It got to be organised, definitely. Yeah, yeah, but not not to the extent of of making sure all the Coke cans are facing the right way. I actually remember, Tommy, you came came round a few years ago and you, you were really impressed that of my fridge pack of Cokes. You said, I really like a man who's got a, a, a well-stocked fridge of Coke. Yeah. Nice, cold, fizzy drinks. I love it. <laughs> I don't drink tea. I'd rather have a cold, fizzy drink. Brilliant. Okay, so volume um, on a, a sensible number I've got written down here for your entry. Yeah, well, a, yeah a rounded number, isn't it? Okay, yeah. yeah. Go on then, Rich. Back to dog poo, dog shit. <laughs> the people who do pick up dog shit, but then feel the need to leave that bag of dog shit either hanging from a tree, like a Ooh, Christmas, nice. de- like a Christmas decoration, or just leave it. It's better not to pick it up at all and just let nature wash it away. Don't put it in a bag and then leave it because obviously it won't biodegrade. So if you're gonna go for the trouble of picking up your shit and bagging it, take the bag with you. If you can't find a bin, just carry it with you into game. Don't okay. don't just leave it hanging from a tree like as if you're showing off. So I've got written here dog shit decorations. Is that yeah. accurate? Yeah. If you're not gonna if you're gonna leave it, just leave it out so the rain washes it away or it just disappears or never dog mm. eats it. <laughs> All right. Don't don't okay. bag it up and then leave it. Okay. Um always bag it up. I think that's the message, isn't it? Oh yeah, always pick it up. But if you do want to leave it, don't leave it in a bag. Yeah, didn't get that one, did you? Right. Um, okay. So my entry is I, I've I've recently have my had my insurance renewal through, um, and I what, get house, re- car. Oh, sorry, car, life, car insurance, uh, and just go through the same process every year. It comes through. I phone them up. I get ninety quid off. I say yes, thank you. Why not just give me the best price in the first place? Save everyone time. Save everyone a phone call. Uh, and the world will be a much better place. Simple. I used to, f- I used to find that with the Daz door, like, no, like remember the door, the doorstep challenge? Shane yeah. Ritchie. 
Yeah, I don't think I didn't think he was the original one, but it's is when or, or say clothes, uh, what are they called? Detergent powders, what they are. I don't know. They show you how they showed last year's and how it's improved. Why did it fucking amazing the first time they make it? Why is <laughs> why are they how they improved it? If the, if the one they bought out last year was better than the year before, and they're showing that one to be amazingly white, whiter than white, mm. how is the new one whiter than white? Just make it good in the first place. Didn't didn't the Dad's Doorstep Challenge be comparing it to like other brands of of yeah. stuff? Yeah, but I just I was just alluding to that as Do you mean like uh, Daz and Daz Ultra? Yeah, just so much stupid. Just bring out make it good in the first place. Don't keep improving it. Because if you've improved it then, that means you're fucking che- uh, cheating oh, us gosh, last rich. year. Language I know is appalling. It's a, I've had two bottles of beer today. Um <laughs> get guests on and say this is a family friendly podcast and you've swore six times you've been on it 150 yeah, times it's, it's Tom provoking me look with his garden room. you haven't done anything like sat there he's got a garden room I haven't yet he's triangle though mate triangle yeah well I'll let you off on that one alright I'll stop swearing but um, yeah just make it good in the first place okay right so let's recap so Merv we uh, you now get to vote you can't vote for yourself so I'll recap uh, Merv was attention to detail in takeaways uh, Tom's was volume on uh, an even number Rich was dog shit decorations and mine is insurance renewal quotes so uh, Merv what are you going to go for uh, what this is what, basically you're asking out of the four what I think is the best point no, out, made. out of the three because Not you can't choose your own uh, I'm probably, I probably I will go. I'll stick with Tom and go for volume control because oh, that's something family. I, that's, something family. That, that's, that's something that affects me. I and I I'm with him on that one because I I I'm living the same nightmare with that. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Going with the uh, member of your family. Uh, right, uh, Rich. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm caught. I'm caught between the two guests' uh, entries. Oh, you're never going to vote for me. You never have so. <laughs> oh, you know, with, with with the car insurance, I just actually forget it arrives and just it just gets renewed. Yeah, there you go. That's, you're, and you're the problem. You're part of the problem. <laughs> I, I just can't. I can't. I can't be phoning up trying to find the best offer. Just it takes like, about twenty minutes to. Yeah, well. but it takes twenty quid. I'm, I could spend that in a coffee shop next week. So, it's not going to change my life, is it? That twenty 90, quid saving. Ninety quid I saved. So, That's carry on. Coffees. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go. I'll probably go with Tom because it happens more often. Uh, you're, you're always changing yeah. the volume, aren't you? Yes. So, I honestly thought that was the worst one of the th- of of the four. If I'm honest, Tommy. Well, so, you don't uh, live in the real world, do you? Because you put you're probably in control of your volume. Yeah. So you just you just don't win any. So I mean, Tom, fair play to you. But uh, who who are you going to go for? I was I was always back in Murray because I'm a <laughs> quite a fucking <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, if I go to McDonald's straight away, and if I have, I've had a fillet of fish before, which probably set you off. Fillet of fish, no tartar sauce. And it comes out with tartar sauce. Oh, and someone will say, just wipe that off. You can't wipe off tartar sauce. It is vile. Absolutely vile. I don't think I've ever requested something different, like a, a tweak. I think I've always just stuck with what I've never Well, I always go, I mean, this is controversial. I am a, a Burger King over McDonald's any day of the week. And I actually go have it your way at BK. And I add on extra gherkins. Oh, no. Yeah. If I go to a subway, the gherkins is the thing I don't have. All the oh. salads, but no gherkins, please. Just leave them for me. Do you call um, them gherkins or do you call them pickles? Um, gherkins, I think. Yeah, I say gherkins. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Tommy, gherkins or pickle chips? Uh, gherkins. And Merv? 
Yeah, I'm gherkins as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got that sorted. I thought so. Um, right. Okay. So my vote was actually going to go to Rich. Um, okay, Loyalty. Yeah. I just, we'll stick to our own, like a tag team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. I'm, sorry. I mentioned your shirt earlier. Who should we be? Uh, which tag team should we be? Tommy and Merv, maybe think about what tag team you want to be. Rich, you don't know any tag teams in wrestling or anything, so I'll, I'll pick for us. Um, I, I, know, like... I know the song tag, tag team, back again. Yeah, that could be our entrance music. Right. Um, Big Daddy uh, in Giant Haystacks. No, no, we'll be the British Bulldogs, I think. Davy Boy Smith and Di- the Dynamite Kid. Which would you want to be, the Dynamite Kid or the British Bulldog? Well, I can't be it's a not dynamite. a trick. It's not a trick question. I'm nearly fifty. I can't be a dynamite kid. Okay, um, you're, you're... I have to go the British Bulldog. Okay, fine. All right, Tommy, uh, Merv, what's your tag team name? Mer- well, we haven't discussed Merv. Should we the Bushwhackers? Nice. I yeah, I was going to say Legion of Doom, but I completely forgot about the Bushwhackers because I loved their entrance. That you know, the way they entered the ring with their arms up in the air. So yeah. absolutely, Bushwhackers, mate. Yeah. Okay, so this is the challenge to you boys. I, when you go out for your next run, I want a video of you doing the Bushwhacker entrance, <laughs> dressed as an astronaut and and uh, Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the, only bit, the only bit I've seen is Murph doing the running and Tom oh, just sat on his ass. Yeah, he just sort of lays on the sofa. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. That's, um, that's what I've seen. It'll all change. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll pull his weight at some point. Um, so congratulations to Tommy, uh, who is this week's winner of the Room of Doom. Well done, Tom. What's my prize? Uh nothing. Right, moving on. Um, let's talk about recommendations. It's another segment. We we we've all had time uh to watch more Netflix, Amazon Prime, Apple Plus, Channel Disney, 4, Disney Plus, Disney Plus. The list goes on and on. Um, so, well, thanks, Rich. Uh, what have you been uh, watching, Rich, of late? I've started watching because I saw them watching it on Gogglebox. It is, is his name Brian Cranston from yes. Malcolm in the Middle? I've been watching well, Your Honour. Breaking Bad, but uh, also Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, yeah. carry on. Uh, it's called Your Honour. Okay. So have you, it's on uh, Sky tra- Atlantic. Yeah, I've seen a trailer for that. Any good? I've only seen two episodes so far. Again, they, they always have too many episodes. I think there's 10 episodes at our reach. You wouldn't go and watch a 10-hour film, would you? Um, basically, a young kid, he's getting chased. He's getting a bit followed. In his, he's a bit spooked in his car. He's gone to lay a reef for his dead mum. We don't know yet know why, how, how she died. He's laid a reef down outside a shop. All of a sudden, he's getting surrounded by a gang of youths. He speeds off, starts getting a bit asthmatic, drops his inhaler, so as he's kind of reaching for it, he then hits off a kitty on his motorcycle. Uh, his dad, the kid who's driving, says, look, I've got to take you to the police, blah, blah, blah. As he goes to the police, he sees the parents of the kid that has died on the motorcycle, and it is the local kind of mafia man. Ooh. So he's then got out of there, and now he's got to try and hide the fact that his son has killed this mafia son's kid. So there's, there's a few twists and turns. Like he, tried oh. to, he paid somebody to get rid of the car, that was involved, but then as the car was getting uh, conveniently stolen, it was put over by the police and then tracked back to him. So, yeah, it's basically worked out how he gets away with it. And what role does Brian Cranston play? He plays the father of the son who ran over the kid on the motorbike, but he's also a judge. So, mm, okay. Hence, hence your honor. Multifaceted. It's good. Yeah, it's good. I've already, I've already, like, like I said, I've already seen two episodes so far. So, go on, Tommy. Just coincidence. I'm starting that after this podcast. 
right. because of Rich or anyway? No, no, I was already watching that. That was a good recommendation, wasn't it? It's was instant recommendation. Oh yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, genuinely, <laughs> I am starting that after this podcast. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Um, I'll, 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 I haven't I'll, spoiled any. I didn't. I didn't. There was no spoilers there, so you, there's no, no kind of surprises for you there at all. Absolutely not. Uh, so mine is Mar- Marcella on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's. Uh, if if I had to synopsisize it, I would say it's it's a bit like Luther, uh, but she's a female detective. Um, similar sort of undertones. Very very good. The first there's two seasons on Netflix. If you like Luther, um, season three is also available, but there's only two seasons on Netflix. Serious. Um, and yeah, so season one. Serious. Uh, <laughs> season one was. It's British, was, isn't it? Serious. Wow. Say what I like. Um, yeah, so season one is very good. Seriously. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sets the scene. And she, she just sort of, she's going through a bit of, uh, of a mental breakdown. She's lost her kids. Her, her husband's left her, but she obviously she's carrying on. And there's obviously a case going on at the same time. So uh, if you like Luther and you like that sort of, um, you know, whodunit style, I would heavily recommend Marcella. Um, Do and- you know why? Um, how? What kind of groundbreaking thing that Anna Frill was involved in? Anna Frill was in it, by the way, as Rich just pointed out. Yeah. yeah. Do, you know, um, do you know the groundbreaking thing she did as an actress? Oh God, uh, I probably have seen it, but I can't remember what it was. You killed someone in Brookside. No, she was the first lesbian kiss in Brookside. Oh. In, in a soap. Okay. All right. Thank you. Midnighters, I think that was. Yeah. I never watched it. Um, so also Netflix, it was on there from this week, I think it's called the one, uh, have you heard of this? Anyone? Yes. I've heard of it. Cause I think Dave Roundtree from blur fame, the drummer, he wrote, co-wrote the kind of the score. Oh, okay. Well, it's actually filmed largely in Bristol. Uh, so I watched it not knowing that. And I just thought, that looks so familiar. So I had to obviously look it up. And yeah, large parts were filmed in Bristol, several places in Bristol. Um, and there's no massive stars in it, but um, you will recognize some of them. But it's called The One, and it's it's about um, someone who, who identified that they could get from the DNA of a person, from their hair or wherever, they could match them with someone who they would instantly fall in love with any somewhere in the world. So it was like a, it's like a, a dating show on speed basically. Uh, so yeah, they, they get assigned and they, and they match with someone. Um, and some people are married, you know, and, and they they match with someone else. So there's it's the, the concept of there's someone out there for everybody and, and they can tell you who. So um, yeah. So if, some uh, questions. So I, I didn't write it, but carry on. No. So that, so is that basically saying you could only really fall in love with one person, and they and they and they will fall in love with you back? Yes, it's reciprocal. Yeah. How have, how have these other people got married? Are they are they married with no love involved? Well, not not hundred percent love, maybe ninety nine. Right. Okay. All right. So just watch it and find out for yourself. Um, Tommy, coming on to you. What's uh, what's floating your boat at the moment? Um, I've watched Marcella by the way, that was class. Um, my recommendation is something called Unforgotten, yes, very good. Very good. Yeah, so uh, the first three were on um, 
they're on BBC, they're on Netflix, and the fourth one is on at the moment. It's basically, it's one of them, uh, they, they, they dig up a body always in episode one, uh, or find a body, um, and it's, it's solving the crime as to who did it, but the body is always from like 20 or 30 years ago. So it's just a little bit different. Rather than trying to find someone like recently who's done it, they've got to try and gather evidence from like the eighties or nineties or whatever, and try and solve it. But it's uh, a bit yeah. like Time Team with Tony Robinson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think that's fantastic. I don't know what her name is, but I think she's brilliant. Sarah um, Walker is. What's her name? Sarah Walker. Right. Yeah, she's very good, and her her Nicola sidekick, Walker. her sidekick as well. Yeah, Nicola Walker. Sorry, is yeah, she's in the split. Yeah, Maybe. which is something else I need to watch as well. Actually, that was that was supposed to be very good, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it came back recently, actually, didn't it? Series four is on now. Yeah, it's halfway through. Yeah, season four. Okay, um, <laughs> Merv, what uh, what are you watching at the moment? Uh, this was it was hard for me again on this one because just you can throw a few good, hours. I was going to go with Jane McDonald, um, cruising with Jane McDonald, which I'm addicted to at the moment. Um, she's a fa- she's fantastic, but I'm going to take you to BBC iPlayer, um, a six part series called the investigation, which is sub, which is subtitles, uh, but it's based on a true crime. I think it happened in 2017 in, uh, in Denmark where, um, a, a, a Swedish journalist was taken out on a, um, a homemade submarine by a man and killed and this kind of the, over the six over the six uh um episodes is about you know the investigation and how they proved him because the problem was what well, the problem is in it's a bit of a strange one but in in denmark you can change your story as many times as you like so you know so for example if you're if you're charged with a crime you could say well it can't be me because i was out walking my dog and then they say well you haven't got a dog and then you go oh yeah um, you can say, well, I, well, I was like, oh, you know, I was, I was visiting my nan, and then they said, well, your nan passed away ten years ago, and you said, oh yeah, sorry, I was, you know, I was out with my missus. So it's kind of like, you know, it's a bit of a strange one, but that's, you know, very, very good, very good uh, mini series that is, very good. Well, I, I tell you, I went through a bit of a roller coaster in that last minute because you said investigation, I wrote it down. You said subtitles, I crossed it out, and then you told <laughs> me what it was about, and I've written it down again. So. Um, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll be sure to check that one out on BBC iPlayer. You say? Yeah, it's on BBC iPlayer. Yeah, it's it, you know it's subtitles, but it's 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 definitely worth it. I would I you know I'd recommend it definitely. Okay. And you said you had a couple written down. Do you want to just throw the other ones into the mix? Uh, no, the only other thing that I recommend in life is Sudacrem at the moment because I've uh, discovered it where I'm doing so much running, and uh, I think it's absolutely fantastic. I've been whacking it on on my boy for the last couple of years because obviously he's a little un. Oh, but I thought it was a euphemism. <laughs> but now I've took it. I've took the tub off him, and I've just—it's just a wonderful invention that's helping me out every day. So I just yeah. wanted to shout out to Sudocrem, to be honest. It is, it is actually, yeah, it's um, <laughs> multifaceted that one. No, um, oh, fantastic. And you said you had a few rumor dooms. Do you want to get anything else off your chest whilst we're all together? Well, if I have, yeah, if I can. Um, yeah, you can. Yeah, just, absolutely. Well, once, well, I've got loads, but we'll just go with the first two I see. I'd like to just, another one on the takeaway front, because where I've been shielding for a year is such a big part of my life. Mm. Um, you know, I just like to say to any takeaways that I do, or to anyone, you know, when when a takeaway is rung up and they receive an order, that person has chose you because they're really looking forward to your food and it's probably the biggest part of their day, especially at the moment during a pandemic. 
So all I ask is, could you please just be truthful about the waiting time? And when I ring up again, when I ring up again, because she's gone past the waiting time, just be, I'm, I'm not mad. I just want to know. And it's just so much better to be honest. If it's an hour away, tell me it's an hour away. Because otherwise I'm going to be stood by the curtains in an hour, getting all hot, panicky and mad. Uh, so that's, I just want to say anyone, anyone running a takeaway, just be honest on the, on the waiting time. And just one last thing has happened to me recently. Right, and it's actually, on that, stop on that, that for a minute. I am 100% behind you on that. <laughs> um it's it's something that annoys me so much and yeah if if you are busy then then you know manage our expectations if you if you give me a slot and it'll be delivered in 60 minutes then 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 you have to deliver within 60 minutes a minute late and anger levels are rising you know you don't want to even you don't want to be eating at half past nine on a saturday night do you no <laughs> That's got to be one that you boys agree agree with as well. Yeah, because um, we ordered something recently from the chip shop, and we and we baited the time they said it be, and we we went down there, and I made my daughter go out because I had my pajamas on, I think. But um, <laughs> and she yeah, she was outside for an hour, half hour. So so this yeah. isn't even a delivery. This is you going to collect it. Yeah, this is I'd us be order- kicking the windows through. This is ordering over the phone. You then going down. So they said, oh, that'd be twenty minutes. Obviously, you've waited fifteen minutes in the house, driven down, gone in. You say order for brown. I'll go outside a minute, please. You go back outside in the oh, cold. Him again. And then you're still outside. You're still there for now, 20 minutes. So, yeah. Tell us the truth. I always collect. Do you? I, I always get, well, if it delivers, I'll get it delivered. I always think it will be late. And I usually, I usually go local anyway. I usually just collect. It's quicker. Yeah, and, uh, I collect. I, what about I this one? last night and collected. <clears throat> what about this one then, Murph? So, you order, you order a curry. And they say it's going to be 75 minutes. You think, fine, okay. It's what's half past six now. So it's going to come 75 minutes later. Um, what's that, Rich? Quarter to eight? Yeah. Quarter to eight, yes. Yeah. Um, then it turns up at quarter past seven. So it's half an hour early. How's that? Uh, you know, I, to be honest, I'd be very grateful and I always tip anyway. I always, I always do a tip. Even I could be ranting and raving, arguing with the wife. She's telling me it's my fault. We shouldn't have gone for that Chinese tonight. But they knock on the door and I open it. I give them a big smile, a couple of quid and thank them. So, you know, I, I might be moaning now on a podcast, but I'm actually quite gutless. I'll, I'll thank them and hug them if they let me. <laughs> if it comes early happy days That's brilliant. So. well so for me so for me if it comes early obviously we, i've got so i've got two under six and you know we've got a sort of set bedtime and we'll add them down by this time so i i order my takeaway accordingly on a saturday night and i don't want it to come any earlier yeah, but i guess you tell them a time don't you can have it can I have it any time well, after i do i do tell them a time and uh, they, they just knock on the door halfway through that time and expect us to A, answer the door, but we're, we're probably upstairs or one of us might be out walking or going for a run, getting our exercise in or whatever. Um, and they'll just bang the door as well. So, like, the kids are almost asleep at this point, and then they're bang, they're awake. That's so, well, collect. Yeah, you do the banging. Yeah, but then if I got a collect, yeah, then, you know, I... Up, put the kids down and then drive out. I don't, yeah, want, I don't want to do that. I don't want someone banging on the door. I, I got the same. I've got two under fives. Yeah. I don't want someone knocking on the door, waking them up. I've just gone to sleep. I've just got to collect. So just accurate. 
accurate estimation time of arrival, please. Truthful. Right, Merv, what Truthful. else you got? Uh, okay, last one. Um, <clears throat> we talked about the ring road quite a bit tonight. This is just off of the ring road. This is where I experienced this problem. But the te- you know the Tesco's um, down by opposite the tennis court, the old tennis court pub. Yeah. Um, when I pull in there for petrol, it's quite frustrating when someone behind me, I've, I've sorry, someone in front of me, they're filling up with petrol. I think, oh, I'll pull in there. It's not going to be too much longer wait. They walk in and then do their weekly shop. Yeah. And I, and I just, I just think there should be some sort of rule mm-hmm. where if you're buying petrol, it's just petrol, and then you pull around, park, and go for a shop. Correct. I cannot believe the amount of time I wait and and then I'm actually watching them walk around the shop and I, I, and then they come out with a bag and I, yeah, it just, it just really gets me. And as I said, you know, with three kids in the car, the wife and stuff, you know, it's just, it's just time that I don't need to be in that, you know, in such even, a small space. Even then, they, even then they, they didn't rush to, they, they get back in their car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look in the mirror. They didn't, they didn't rush. It was, it was a night when, um, when Asda, but when Asda was redoing their petrol station, that was that warmly one that warming Tesco turned into a nightmare because that's obviously where the the closest one was. And yeah, they're queuing onto the ring road, aren't they? There. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, either get petrol or go shopping. I yeah. don't think I don't think but both should be be allowed. And, so, just, and when they walk out, Merv, with their shopping and their two bags, do you give them a tip? Uh, no, I, I normally actually <laughs> just smile and wave and just say, "Oh, I can't think of rush." I can't think of any petrol station now that hasn't got a supermarket like or a mini mart. Built on the side, they've all, yeah, they've all got little mini marts, haven't they? You, you almost wouldn't trust one that hasn't. Yeah, so it'd just be a back. Yeah, it'd literally be like one of these old-fashioned ones, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, two, two, three brilliant rumor doom entries there, Murph. So, uh, so big thanks um, for that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, Rich, have you got anything else? Anything else to discuss? Any random topic? Anything that's uh, coming up for you? Obviously, you've got the the big garden. Um, summer house slash man cave. Got that coming up. Coming Can't through. Wait. Obviously, me fiftieth next month is your birthday. Your fortieth this month, Patrick, isn't it? It is indeed. So, yeah, twenty uh, seventh of March. If anyone wants to send cash, but that's, gonna, that's just going to come and go, isn't it? Because I've yeah, I can't do anything. Yeah. Nothing's <laughs> happening. Nothing's <laughs> happening until mid April. So uh, no, got that. I'm looking forward to the clocks changing. Twenty second, twenty third, I think. Yeah, uh, twenty ninth. It's usually the last. Oh, is it? Is it not right at the end of March? Usually, usually nah. It's usually around um, around the twenty second. Yeah, I thought it was my wife's uh, birthday, and then he changed back on my birthday. Yeah, oh, right. I was thought, what, end of October. Your birthday is, is it? October thirtieth. Yeah. yeah. I had my fortieth in lockdown. That was a good laugh. Just comes and goes, isn't it? Stuff. Yeah. Make so, it last. Well, your your birthday is April the April the second, Rich. Mine's Good Friday this year. Yeah. Yeah. So so you've got a little bit more leeway. I think March the twenty ninth is when there's the first break in play. When when is it you can take away a pint in a pub sit outside? In a, is that April the twelfth? Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Outdoor seating from eight uh, from April the twelfth for groups of up to six or two households. So for me, that is my four and your four could get together rich in a pub garden and that would be legal but if if not it's six people i got an app here right i'll do that be in a park with five friends 14 days three hours six minutes 10 seconds beer in a garden with five friends oh is this a countdown app yeah beer in a pub with five friends 63 days beer everywhere with everyone 98 days nice i can't wait honestly 
honestly, I, I can't remember the last time I drank more than two pints in a day. So that first night out is going to be is going to be carnage for me. And Rich, you're actually right. Uh, on this occasion, uh, Sunday the 28th of March, so Saturday the 27th of March, the clocks change. Yeah, I was thought it was the last weekend. Yeah, so um, yeah. Does that, mean I, does that mean I get a longer birthday? Yeah, hour longer. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Well, enjoy that. Yeah, I will. Thank you. But back to the, I, that, that is one of my pet hates. I got two pet hates today. Um, I hate the I hate the saying four sleeps to Christmas because I've or ninety eight sleeps till till yeah. But it's not. You might have a sleep in the day. You might have a quick nap in the afternoon. So that's one less sleep in it. Yeah. So if you say four sleeps to Christmas, if I have a sleep in the afternoon, does that mean I get less sleeps? I don't know. And no, it also, does. it doesn't. But I, I, I get your point. And also, this, or you get an extra hour in bed. Not if you go to bed an hour later than usual. Yeah. I get, I get an extra hour in bed tomorrow if I go to bed an hour earlier tonight, don't I? Yeah. So. Jokes on that minute. That's just one of these things that winds me up. Yeah. Oh, extra hour in bed. Mm. Well, go to bed an hour earlier tonight, and you have an extra hour in bed. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks, Rich. Um, okay. Right. Just uh, just to summarize on tonight's findings, um, and and the main finding for me is that Merv is a great fundraiser for charity, and I just want to wish you all the very best with that, Merv. It's something that uh, we'll definitely get behind as a podcast, and we'll be looking to share as much as we can to raise awareness. Um, and it looks like Rich is going to be involved I'm, with I'm, cycling. Yeah. I'm going to get involved physically. I'll be involved from a, a walking standpoint because I'm doing a lot of that during the day with meetings. Well, that's the thing. Things. If you're doing it, why not raise money doing it at the same time? Exactly, exactly. And and Tom, I don't know what Tom's going to do, to be fair. but National, uh, mate. He's his ass, but it. I'm yeah. signed up. I'm a national. And I'm in, uh, and I'm on the promotional team because I'm Buzz. I'm uh, Woody. <laughs> Excellent. Well, no, seriously, no move. Uh, great work. All the very best with it, and uh, yeah, we'll 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 have you back on. I think at the end of August and September, when we can uh, rejoice once more. <laughs> oh, thank thank you very much for the check. Pleasure meeting you. Yeah, check out. Uh, it's been great to meet you. Oh, get, get the check out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah brilliant and and tommy thanks for uh, raising awareness of of merv and and the challenge um and uh we will i'm sure speak again in the near future but uh it's been great to have you back on we didn't we didn't cover uh the video of tom playing foot golf or whatever. oh we didn't actually Can people Rich, find that on the local Rich, do you want to just talk people through what that looked like um yeah just like a bloke Miss kicking a football. You, you didn't. You didn't. You made contact with the ball, didn't you? Yeah, I didn't miss kick. I uh, we we played foot golf in uh, just as lockdown was about to kick in when you were just about allowed to, and uh, yeah, and it was wet and really slippy. But and you're not allowed to wear football boots. So you've just got trainers on. Uh, you're not allowed to wear football boots. No, you're not allowed to wear football boots because it ruins the uh, ruins the, the track. Green. And to be fair, a few of us were slipping a bit. But uh, a mate of mine, Dan Sparrow, had his had his phone out to film it. And as I as I took my tee shot or tee kick, my left standing foot slipped a good probably three meters. And then I still kicked the ball, but my foot went <laughs> right up in the air and landed right on, right on the bottom of my back. And I uh, I'll post a you know I'll post a video. And you yeah. can it. And uh, and uh, comedy going on here is like high pitched laughter. And then they all just start kicking their footballs at my head. So <laughs> brilliant. That's fantastic. So it's good, is it? You recommend foot golf? You know? I can't wait to go get it. See, first time I've been, oddly. 
So you would have been you would have been internally devastated at that point, wouldn't you? Because you know, as a as a as a professional of a professional, as a as a footballer of you know a, a fairly good standard, not blowing smoke, you would have been wanting to walk up to that ball, kicking it 40, 50 yards, maybe a hundred yards, and standing there just turning around saying, What were you worried about? That sort of thing. Yeah. Usually. Usually I would, because it was wet, we were all going quite a lot. But yeah, usually I'd be going thinking, right, I need to, I need to win this. I'm going to win this easily. That's what you're thinking. Yeah. That's, I need a, to win that's, that's another question. There was a photo was it this week on Facebook. Are you in a Rovers squad? Yeah. What, what age? Was that under eight? I can't remember. That was, um, that was probably from about under 11, uh, something like under 11s to about under 14, something like that. Did anybody in that photo make it? Oh, Ray, Johnson, Ray Johnson played for Rovers, didn't he? I think Ray Johnson played at a young age. Might have made an appearance. Um, Mike Trite, who was our captain, he uh, I'd have to check, but I'm pretty sure he made some first team appearances. Um, that's about it. I think they all went on to play a higher, a higher standard than I did. They all went on to play a pretty <laughs> good standard, most of them, I think. But uh, only Mike Trite, yeah, played for the first team. Brilliant. Fair play. Yeah, no, it's good, good to reminisce on old times. And I yeah, spotted. I spotted a, a few faces on there that I played with at Deerswood and made contact of, with with one of them last night and had a bit of banter. So, um, look, we're going to leave it there. Thanks again, uh, Mo. Thanks, Tommy. Cheers, Rich. We'll be back night, uh, again shortly with one of our now three podcasts that we've got in the Three Peeps offering. So we've got the bonus show, which is all Bristol City post-match reaction. We've got Robins Reunited, which is me and two ex-City players talking about player culture, nights out, changing rooms, all sorts um, going on on that podcast. And then the regular show, which is still still the lifeblood, Rich, of, of the podcast. I think I just think you're doing great work in the branding of Three Peeps patch and uh, you Build put a lot of hard work in. I think, you know, I wouldn't say it goes un- appreciative but you yeah you put some great hours in and fair play to you reaping the benefits you're getting some good comments on twitter and things like that so yeah. top 10 uh is it top 10 oh i don't want to i didn't want to bring that up tommy but as you have um yeah last week or was it the week before we were the top 10 football podcast in the country just behind get carragher and neville so uh yeah yeah they're a good watch character. out watch out innit? yeah watch out because we're about Take care, everyone. Good night, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Cheers. Jensen